Happy Halloween, ladies. Travel back in time to the 80s, reliving the fashions. Does Barry Manilow know that you raid his wardrobe? The friendships. Nick's the kind of guy you can trust, the kind of guy you can drink beer with, the kind of guy who doesn't mind if you puke in his car. And the one-hit wonders. They call themselves Nana, and their hit song, 99 Red Balloons. Because just like you, we're stuck in the 80s. Can you say stuck in the 80s? So why don't we start in the skit? There cannot be a skit. Tis the devil's work. Uh, are you kidding me? I dragged myself to the lair to watch Highlander. We're not doing a skit? Patience, Highlander. Oh, no, 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 no. No, don't start coining the movie to me. Just give me those little smokies from the microwave. Oh, I don't feel so good. That was a horrible decision. The sensation you're feeling is the quickening. No, I'm pretty sure the sensation I'm feeling is the urge to punch you in the mouth. You have the manners of a goat, and you smell like a dung heap. Oh, God, you're serious, aren't you? I see it in your eyes. you got the crazy eyes. Just who the hell do you think you are? I am Connor McLeod of the Clan McLeod, born 1518 in the village of Glenfinnan. No, you're Spearsy of the Clan Dipsh**. Born in 1967 in the village of I don't give two squirts And you're about to get a beat down If you don't start this show right effing now Here we are Born to be kings We're the princes of the universe Here we belong Fighting to survive In a war with the darkest power Hey, hey, welcome to Stuck in the 80s. It's your host, Steve Spears with TampaBay.com. And today, seven years after beginning the podcast, we finally cover the immortal classic known as Highlander. You look like a woman, you stupid haggis. What is haggis? Sheep stomach stuffed with meat and barley. How revolting. With me, as always, we're both wearing kilts today. Times pop music <laughs> critic Sean Daly. What are you wearing underneath that kilt? Nothing. <laughs> Never tell you, I once uh, I, I I went to some Scottish festival and I had to wear a kilt. I was doing TV, and I went up to the woman to the ki- kilt rental place. And There's I a kilt said, rental place. Yeah, at this thing, and I was supposed to do some TV shtick, and I said, uh, "Hey, um, you know the whole kilt thing." Uh, do I wear underpants? That she's like, oh please God, wear underwear. You know these are expensive because so I, I couldn't go. Uh, I didn't go bare ball. Well, you know, uh, just the other day in the paper in the British tabloids, they had Prince Philip. Is it was sitting down in the kilt and you could see his balls. <laughs> so I mean, it's true you can that see you, his balls. You said that so matter of fact. See his balls. <laughs> I don't know why I keep switching my accent for Highlander. I love your Highlander verse. So anyway, yeah, after seven years of, of podcasting, we finally, and talking about it every day, like, am I coming overnight to watch Highlander? I don't know. You want to come over and watch Highlander? And we finally did it. I brought some Crown Royal over. Labor Day. Not Scottish. Labor Day. Um, you made a delicious pizza. You offered me little Smokies, but I declined. Right. 
And uh, you took some issue with that on Facebook, I saw. You were quite upset. <laughs> well, you know. You know, you got to be in the right mood for little Smokies. They're very salty. They're very salty, and you're probably not going to feel really good when you're done. Like, I didn't want to go home all little Smokied out. Like, I, sometimes you just want to blast your body. I, well, you know, I got to admit, too, last night when I, I was watching Highlander again, preparing for today's show, yeah. I ate the Smokies. And when you saw me this morning, you're like, you don't look well. <laughs> Your eyes are like bloodshot. You look Logie. Yeah, Logie's a good word. Eating eating a big pail of little Smokies is pretty much equivalent. What do you put in there? Like brown sugar and like no, just barbecue sauce. Jelly? Is there jelly, jelly in there? <laughs> Jesus Christ, no! <laughs> just barbecue sauce. Anyway, Highlander. I didn't think I was gonna like it. I loved it. It's a guy movie. It's a guy movie, and you—I think you were—you were for—you were, kept saying, "Hey, special effects are bad. Hey, it's not great." I'm like, "Let me just watch it, right?" Like you felt like you had to like somehow qualify it or 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 you know like set it up. You're worried about me. Well, it's no crawl. I liked yeah. it five billion times better than crawl. Yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's amazing. I was like, you know, with the Queen music, the Queen music. So like, if it had been like. Dexy's Midnight Runners does the uh, the theme to Highlander. I wouldn't have cared, but like you know, there's 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 some things that Who wants to live forever. Too early. Oh yeah. Anyway, give the peeps out there the three people, the three stuck in the '80s listeners all who seven, haven't all seen seven female listeners <laughs> who haven't seen Highlander. Give them the uh, synopsis. Right, right. And just to make this easy, I looked it up online. Uh, Highlander. So in the distant future. A police marshal stationed at a remote mining colony on a Jupiter moon uncovers a drug smuggling oh. controversy uh, and gets no yeah, help. Yeah, yeah, Funny, funny, funny. That's not Highlander. That's Outland. Okay. You, why do you mock my love of Sean Connery and Outland? Never seen it. What? I, I can't. Honestly, I, I don't, don't, don't want to just hijack the whole show right now. Outland, better than Highlander. Yeah, but let's not even start me on, on movies that you should have seen to even be sitting in that chair. Valley Girl, haven't seen. Haven't seen Red it. Dawn, haven't seen. Haven't seen Dirty it. Dancing, haven't seen. You haven't seen E.T. That's like the nuke. You can throw all those movies at me. I can drop an A-bomb on your ass. He dies in the end, right? <sighs> okay, ready? I'll be right Fuck. here. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that's, a, that's the magic of the right. kilt. <laughs> um, you Outland is awesome. I'm going to buy it on Blu-ray, and we're going to okay. watch it together, okay. and you're going to come to my house. Ah, boom. Okay. Ah. I really hope that doesn't happen. Okay, now follow. This is complicated, okay? okay? This is one of those time travel movies, so it's a little bit hard to follow. A Scottish swordsman, played by a Frenchman, Christopher Lambert, the great Christopher Lambert, learns that he is immortal, and with the help of his tutor, an Egyptian immortal from Spain, (laughs) played by the very Scottish Sean Connery, um... The uh, he manages to train to confront the last of his immortal opponents, a murderously brutal barbarian named the Kurgan, played by an American, of course, at this point, great Clancy the Brown, amazing Clancy Brown, who lusts for the fable prize, and of course, most of this takes place in New York City, although it's filmed in Scotland, England, and the U.S. Very well done. Did, Did you, you write that? No. Yeah, Did you pluck that from? That, uh, that's what I was doing Wink? in between the little Smokies. So you give me a movie like that. The premise, and I'm thinking, oh, I don't know if this one's gonna, I'm gonna be able to hang with this one. And I loved it. The whole, the very notion that the very, there are immortals among us. There are immortals, but my theory, I gave you my theory, and it was the one time where you were like, yes, you are correct. The prize, the, the pr- true prize was mortality. Right. You know, was the true prize was the chance to live a life with risk. 
to grow old to have to children. grow old to have children and you know and to die and to die yeah there you go and that was and at the end he tri- he he truly lived <laughs> <laughs> the end uh, I know, loved it the effects I thought held up pretty well why don't you give us a little more I love yeah, yeah, okay, tell so, us about so, the movie so Gregory Wyden uh, wrote the script to, to Highlander he wrote it um, when he was a film student at UCLA he had gone to to Scotland and was like staring at um, like uh, suits of armor, and he was wondering what it would be like if this man who, who wore that that suit of armor were still alive today. And that's what gave him the idea for the for the story of Highlander. And the the original script was this is not exactly a nonviolent movie. This is a pretty violent movie. Yeah, lot, heads are of, flying. The only way to kill an immortal, as you find out, is to chop, chop off their head. head or tickle him, which I thought was a yeah, weird a, twist at the end. That was in the director's <laughs> cut. <laughs> Come here, Kurgan. <laughs> Um, <laughs> that's the line tonight. Tickle the Kurgan. Tickle. The that's my pickup line. Hey, right. hey, baby, how'd you like to tickle the Kurgan? <laughs> uh, no, baby. So, um, so the 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 original script very violent. Finally, um, gets remade, toned down. Russell McKay, he is the director of the this bad boy. Yes, and uh, you'll see him in the movie. Actually, he makes a cameo. He's the first person hit by the Kurgan's car when he starts driving down the sidewalk. Russell Mulcahy, a um, uh, music video director, loves his tracking shots. Oh, yeah. You used to see him over and over again. In loves this those tracking shots. There, are, there is a um, uh, director's cut of this, which we, we were ha- uh, lucky enough to see. Uh, eight minutes of restored footage. Although I got to admit, I don't like the director's cut very much. I loved it. The, the, um, the switching back from the past to the present gets a little muddled. But the um, the director's cut includes your one of your favorite scenes, which is when they're in Nazi Germany. Oh, I love that. And it's he, ironic because normally I'm the Nazi. And yeah, and guy. he meets his. And you're like, I've never seen this scene before. I'm like, shut up, sirs. I'm trying to watch. I've never seen this scene before. Like the Kurgan had played a trick on you. But anyway, this beautiful scene wasn't it great? It's like one of my favorite scenes in the movie. Highlander. We see him because he's been he's been alive for what four hundred years, five hundred years? I think it yeah, is. Yeah, about that time. Four twenty. Um. In World War Two, he meets the young girl, like he saves like a young refugee, and she grows up to be his like secretary. Right. Like he watches her until she's then watching him right. over him, you know? Rachel. And it's very Rachel, just a very, very small little scene. But I guess that was part of the director's cut. Yeah. yeah. What do you think? Huh. I can understand why they, why they took it out. I mean, for the most part, I'll go on the record saying I don't normally like the director's cuts of movies. I prefer the original theatrical release. I mean, Almost Famous was, is one of my favorite movies with Cameron Crowe, and the director's cuts oh my really God, Ca- hard to get but through. But Cameron Crowe's uh, director's cuts are like four hours long, Oh, no right? kidding. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's a fun movie, and what makes it so great, I think, is people say the acting in this movie is not great, but I think the actors themselves are very interesting. Christopher Lambert, um, for, for let's bring up him first. Obviously, he plays Connor McCloud. Yeah. Also, a.k.a. Russell Nash. I am Connor McCloud of the Clan McCloud. I was born in 1518 in the village of Glenfinnan on the shores of Loch Shiel. And I am immortal. Well, everybody's got their problems. Right. <laughs> yeah, you're getting into it. Go ahead, yeah. So, um... I think you like him more than I do. Well, you know, I didn't like him until I started doing a little research on him. He's French, though born in America. His dad was a, a French diplomat. Uh, he moved back to. He has a weird way of talking. He was specific. Like this. He had a dialect coach. He had a specific coach. In the Highlander. 
Sounds like you're from Jersey. <laughs> no, that's no, no. Like my brand though. So he has this. He, he has a naturally French accent, mm-hmm. but for this movie, he had a dialect coach come in there and give him a very non-specific, vague accent, so that because the idea is that this guy has lived in different countries for the last 500 years, so yeah. his his accent would be muddled. So he specifically had a coach come in there to give him a muddled accent, which oh, I think is really? kind of cool. Oh, that is smart. The other thing he's known for is that weird, wicked kind of stare that he gives people. And uh, that's not acting, my friends. He suffers from this. Lambert has severe myopia, you know, very nearsighted. Can't be corrected with um, contact lenses. Needs to wear glasses. Well, have you ever seen him in a movie with glasses? Mm, no. Yeah. So his serial killer stare is the fact that he can't focus Wow. Two feet in front That's of the That's the best trivia bit you've ever come up with for Stuck in the 80s. So many of these scenes had to be refilmed <clears throat> over and over again. Like uh, the scene where he's on a horse coming over the hill, the battle scene, because he kept forgetting to take his glasses off. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Man, Alan. you're a great researcher. So, By the way, can I interject real quick? Sure. Russell McCahey directed several Duran Duran videos. Of course, yeah. So the director of Highlander directed lots of Duran Duran videos, including... Hungry Like the Wolf, Rio, Save a Prayer, and The Reflex. Right. That's pretty big. Yeah, we talked a lot about him when we did the Rio 30th I, I don't show. remember that at all. I don't do you remember, remember that the Michael, one second. Michael Keaton one? you remember that one? No, I want to do a Michael Keaton show. Corndog. <laughs> Corndog. Sean Connery. Um, yes. Oh, my God. So I looked this up today. What did I say? He was 55, maybe 56. He looked great. He's a, the most handsome man I've ever seen in this. Yeah. I'm 42 now. That gives me 14 years of looking spiffy. No, he is like, he is, his DNA is unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. He got better looking as he got older. Pop quiz. Um, yeah, pop quiz, hot shot. Can you give us the full name of his character? Oh, no, I can't. It's Juan Ramirez, right? Yeah, I don't know. Juan Sanchez Villa Lopez Ramirez. My favorite part, and I, I think I was telling you this, like, I'm not crazy. I would give when we see the Highlander, McLeod, in the past, I loved it. A. I give the movie an A. Even with the sci fi, even when Kurgan fights Ramirez. Ramirez. Can't I'm <laughs> uh, but in New York. The New York City scenes, except for, and we'll talk about this in a bit, the scene in the church with Clancy Brown. Uh, the New York scenes, and Roxanne Hart, was that her name? The actress who plays the love interest? Yeah. Didn't love that. But Connery is so good. Was he nominated for an Oscar? <laughs> <laughs> no, there was oh, I would go back. I would, I would, I would uh, give him an Oscar anyway. Retro Oscar. Retro Oscar. Uh, the scenes with him training McLeod are great. You must learn to conceal your special gift and harness your power until the time of the gathering. What gathering? When only a few of us are left, we will feel an irresistible pull towards a faraway land to fight for the prize. I never- Their chemistry is awesome. And when they had that homoerotic race on the beach... Straight out of Rocky Three, feel it. Straight yeah. out of Rocky Three, but also you said like uh, Last Crusade, Indiana Jones and Last Crusade. It looks like it could be Connery's the same beach, same beach she was on. Great. Would it be weird if it was? <clears throat> I guess it's it's possible. So let me ask you: You got that from Netflix, the Highlander we watched, right? Yeah. Wonder which one that is. Is there like an ultimate, like beyond ultimate DVD? Like a, you know, it's on Blu-ray is. now, right? I'm sure. 
I'm sure there is. I don't know why I don't have it. I had Highlander for years on DVD. Oh, God. Before I, I did I'm Stuck in the motion. 80s. And I, I had it. It was one of those ones that was always in a wrapper, kind of like E.T. I'm, I'm tearing up right now thinking about my the scene. So Spears and I are on the couch, eating a pizza, drinking some uh, adult spirits, watching Highlander. And then they we get to and you keep saying here it comes here it comes it's so tragic it's so tragic and the scene and where Highlander is is better than a sci-fi fantasy movie it really deals with the notion like if you can't die and you're immortal what do you do about the your loved ones around you you know and Sean Connery warns him at one part like man you you gotta let her go like the woman they fell in love with you know and then she of course gets old my beautiful man. My husband. I am that, my love. I've never really known. What? Why you stayed. Because I love you as much now as the first day we met. And I love you. to die I want to stay with you forever I want that too will you do something for me Connor what Blossom in the years to come will you light a candle and remember me on my birthday I love I will you uh, you, you cried a little bit didn't you Oh, yeah. You teared up. Oh, God. Every and time. you warned me. I, I kind of had to look away. Then I kind of welled up. Have you ever seen me cry? <laughs> I've seen you cry like 500 times. But does I've it, does seen, it frighten you? There was a time in your life where I saw you cry a lot. You've gone through some bad times. <laughs> Have you ever seen me cry? Uh, you've seen you fake it a couple times. After after we've made love, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, it's good. Uh, but that scene, so that's that the, right there, the scenes with Connery, and then the scene where, where Russell Mulcahy, the director, and 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 Greg Wyden really get into it. Instead of just having beheadings and action scenes and fantasy crap, they get to that very notion of having to say goodbye to someone, you know, and this timing's not right. And so that was a very very effective scene. And then you get. I think Queen's, the instrumental version of Who Wants to Live Forever is playing during that, I believe. And the whole thing just comes together and it's like, oh, that's, like the, for, yeah. that's like the fulcrum of Highlander right yeah. there. Clancy Brown, of course, sets this all in motion by knocking off uh, Sean Connery. Clancy, um, I named his, I named the Kurgan my favorite villain of the eighties. I love that call over Darth Vader and Gordon Gecko. Were people furious? Yeah, people kind of thought that was bogus. I gotta go back and read that. That's great. Well, I, I'm is, with you on this. My thing is, there's not a redeeming bone in the Kurgan's body. He's I mean, purely he, evil. He's purely. I mean, Darth Vader. 
turns good towards the end. But how do you do? Gecko like, sort of realizes, you know. But what do you do about yes, I mean, say like, um, like, you know, like Jason Voorhees or Michael Myers? Like they're also just killing machines. Yeah, but they're. they're I think they're just so one dimensional. Right. I mean, the Kurgan. I mean, you know, he rapes Heather. Yeah. Heather never tells Connor. Yeah. Until until, it, yeah. until which becomes my favorite one of my favorite scenes, the the church scene. People are trying to pray. You're disturbing them. He cares about these helpless mortals. Of course he cares. He died for our sins. That shall be his undoing. Father, forgive me. I am a worm. I have something to say. It's better to burn out than to fade away. Powerful. Very, very. Oh, that church scene is... um, Those are the two best scenes. And yet, mostly ad-libbed by Clancy Brown. Clancy Brown, if you guys can't place him, Clancy Brown, you might know him best by... He was the bad, uh, really bad guy in Bad Boys with Sean Penn. He picks his nose and puts puts a booger in his green beans. And then, in a much older role... Clancy Brown played uh, the real hard-ass warden in Shawshank Redemption. No, he plays the captain of the guards, uh, Byron Hanley. Oh, the warden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. He, yeah. And he, like, the whole suds on the roof scene, yeah. right? He's in, he's in uh, Buckaroo Banzai. He's Frankenstein's monster in The Bride. Um, he's Steve in Shoot to Kill. And he's uh, Career Sergeant Zim in Starship Troopers. He's got all these really fun roles. Wouldn't it be great to talk to him? Yeah. It'd be like talking to Carl Weathers all over again. But um, Nothing when, will ever top that. When, uh, when the church scene comes with the Kurgan, most of the lines, you know, it's better to burn out than fade away. Yeah. All these crazy things that he was saying um, were upsetting uh, the priests who were there at the filming of the scene, and they were off camera constantly making the sign of the cross as, as Clancy Brown basically just continues to heap these horrifically inappropriate lines in a church. You know, when you're watching a movie, I mean, you can tell when something's kind of phoned in or th- there's so many ideas going on in Highlander. And I'll be honest, it's it's not a perfect movie. Like Mulcahy, there are moments where they try to inject goofy humor into it. And it's kind of like, what? You know, sometimes the humor works. Like when he has that flashback about would be the, the French. Um, no, no, they're they're in America. The, they're the, in Boston Commons. Oh, and well, they're, and they're and he they're keeps getting stabbed, and he's kind of drunk. And I apologize that, for calling your wife a bloated <laughs> warthog. Yeah, you know that's kind of funny. But that scene at the end, that they just strike the perfect tone in that church scene. Like here we go, building up to the final fight, right. which is okay. The final fight is all right. Uh, by then, all the best parts of the movie were over for me. But seeing the church, like, here we go, like, just the foreplay before the, 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 the final scene. Right. He's there to light so candles. Good. He's there yeah. to light candles on the, on the birthday <clears throat> of Heather. You know, it's this real touching moment. Would you say is Clancy uh, Brown's best role, Highlander? Kurgan? Oh, I don't know. Shawshank is so good. He is. How does he die in that, in Shawshank? He doesn't die. He gets some... Um, so he, get, uh, he gets arrested himself. He gets arrested at the very end. By the uh, once uh, Tim Robbins comes clean, you know, sends that the journal to the press. They come and they arrest him, and then the warden shoots himself in the head. Oh, that's right. And uh, he doesn't die in Starship Troopers, as far as I know. <laughs> so we have to go through all the all, all the uh, 
the uh, Bad Boys just gets his ass beat by Sean Penn. Yeah, didn't yeah. Sean Penn like fill a uh, pillow bag full of sodas or something like that? And Is that how he finally gets it? Kind of, you know, the, well, here's what drives me crazy. I don't Bad mean to get Boys off on a, on a thing, movie. but every time I see Bad Boys on the cable listings, it's never this one. It's that stupid movie with Will Smith oh, and, and uh, Martin Lawrence. Oh, I kind of like the Bad Boys God. movies. I, but can't they just show the, the 1983 version yeah, once? That's just funny. Every once that's in very a while. funny. Throw it that's in there. Funny. Just like, you know, God yeah. damn. Holy ground, hide under. Remember what Ramirez taught you. All right. Let's, so all the things we've mentioned about Highlander, would you – you give it what? Like an A? You give it like an A? An A minus. What would you give it if Queen did not do the soundtrack? Oh no, like a C minus. <laughs> really? Yeah, I mean that really is. Queen takes this movie and puts it over the top. It makes it an '80s must see for everyone listening right now. If you haven't seen it, go rent Highlander. God, Freddie Mercury's voice. There's so it's so bizarre. You should if you're a Queen fan, even if you don't like sci-fi fantasy movies like if you're a queen fan you have to see this because the there's so many bizarre moments like who wants to live forever is a beautiful song right it's a, there's an orchestral version that you actually downloaded and found on itunes yeah yeah and you gave that to me and i've listened to it like 50 times today but then there's bizarre stuff like when they do queen does their version of new york new york and it's this like never been released it only appears spastic, synthy, disturbing scene, and it's to it's go along sexy, with the Kurgan. It's sexy and kinky. Yeah, it's, it's weird. Uh, yeah, it is like it's lecherous. That's a good way to put it. It's 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 stanky. The, the tale of it is that Queen originally only intended to record one song for Highlander. But uh, after they saw footage of the movie, they were inspired to write more. Brian May wrote uh, Who Wants to Live Forever um, on the cab ride home after seeing the film. Wow, really? And Roger Taylor used the line, it's a kind of magic um, in the movie as a basis for, for that song. Which is funny because I thought that was the other way around. I thought, I thought they worked in the song title into the movie to work the song in. Right. But it's really the other way around. So no, the movie that, was the inspiration for a major Queen moment. Right, right. Um, the the album itself, there wasn't really... Here's the thing. It's like a myth of a soundtrack album. Supposedly there was a soundtrack that was released and then deleted and then re-released as a numbered limited edition. Um, it doesn't include New York, New York, which was never released. But if you really want to find the music from this uh, movie, you just download uh, Kind of Magic. And so where'd you get Gimme the Prize Kurgan's theme? It's off of uh, Kind of Magic. Really? Like, there must be a deluxe version of it, though. No, no. It's just the same old version. If you download that album, it's got all that stuff on it, and it's got one vision. That's bizarre. And uh, uh, Hammer to Falls in this movie, you'll hear Fried that. Fried Chicken. Um, Princes of the Universe from that written... Written for this. So that's what Freddie's one contribution. Like yeah. written contribution, but it's but it's a brilliant soundtrack. You, God, you that look vocal at vocal on "Who Wants to Live Forever" oh. is just it's, it kills me. Look at the other big me. one that Queen's responsible for in the eighties. If Queen hadn't done the music for Flash Gordon, would that have been a decent movie? Yeah, but here's my thing. I have 
I, I the Flash Gordon um, soundtrack, I kind of gave it the iPod test. And I got to be honest, for as much as I love Queen, and you brought up, I want to bring up a question you asked me the other night when we were at your place. We were in bed together. Um, the Flash Gordon, I, I fast forward. I, I threw. I, I do not. I don't even know if I can name another song off that, except for like the 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 main one, the title. So yeah, like it doesn't. Like I love movie soundtracks. You know, I Ming's do. theme. I love. I love. Uh, I love like uh, movie scores and stuff, but that one doesn't hang together. I'd much rather have their work for Highlander. But um, you asked me. Speaking of Queen, you asked me if Freddie had not died. Had, if Freddie had not died, would Queen go down? As the greatest rock band of all time. Yeah, I sort of asked that question, but I don't you even did. know. Were you I, drunk when you asked it? I don't think that. I, I mean, would they be right now? They're in top fifteen. Most people would put them right top ten. Well, we'd put them higher, but let's say the general populace would put them in top fifteen. So you're so Freddie was like forty. What two? Forty. Um, so you're giving him another thirty years. 30 years of output. You figure, like, Brian May, so good. Like, he's still playing great guitar. Like, yeah, yeah. they're still around their touring with Adam Lambert, you know, doing that whole thing. Like, if Freddie had hung in there, how many more, like, comebacks? How many great albums? Like, what would Freddie have done? Or, Freddie was already doing solo stuff. Would Freddie even still be in Queen? Or would he have pulled a sting and left Start playing to the, doing solo, the uh, so, and then come back with them for, like, some grandiose... I'm getting chills just thinking about that, but like a, like a state world stadium tour of them just blowing it out. I think you would have worked them up. They could have competed for the top five if they'd stayed if if they had really stayed together and kept making some of the great music they were making towards the end of their career. Did were, you put you two in the top five? Sorry, I'm screwing with you a lot. Here, Beatles but. is obviously there. Yeah, Beatles is one. See, I, I'm not a huge fan of the Stones, so I don't even. I kind of like the Who over the st- Stone, so I'd I'd put the Who in the top five. But let's just say, so Queen probably like yeah. right now they're probably they're in my top five. But there's a mystique about Queen that very few bands can match. But just think, getting one more, or even like two more, like great albums out of Queen. Yeah, have, you know all that and like all the the cool like Brian May guitar tones, like he was still experimenting with. And Freddie was in kind of like a weird place at like I mean obviously yeah. you know. well I mean but if he hadn't had that bear, if he hadn't been ill before he fell ill and that he was wasn't just, he and was that was affecting his the, his outlook on life and his outlook on music it it's hard, it's possible to say yeah ah, it's and cool. when you and when you hear who wants to live forever man and you and you put it together with Freddie Mercury oh I know no that that whole moment not just in the I movie, mean that's but what that that's song. what makes me sob every time I hear that song. Cause I think I it, couldn't look at you because I, when I see someone else crying, then I start crying. That'll be a day when we both cry at the same time on the show. <laughs> it's not going to be this show. No, but you know what also makes me cry? The, the Seggies. Ah, by the sound of the tone, it must be time for Reader Mailbag. And it's time to break out of the... Uh, the solemn nature. Of the, uh, I'm telling I never, you. Who knew that Highlander was such a deep movie? <laughs> it is. It is. I liked it. I don't think we've sold it up to anyone. To what did you see Outland, though? Outland's just pure action. How many, how many crying moments? Well, he has to say, like, kind of goodbye to his wife and kid, but on this, like, bad, <laughs> bad special effects screen. Anyway, um, we've entered the reader mailbag. And I think we should preface this letter 
by saying that there was a time when you first received it, Steve, you weren't going to show it to me. Is that correct? That's correct. Um, I was in a vulnerable place, and this person, oh, Peter in Minnetonka, Peter in Minnetonka wrote a, I'm going to say it's a compassionate letter. However, he also takes my psyche and he smashes it into a thousand pieces and then tries to build it again. But what he finds is still flawed. I don't think what you said has anything to do with this letter <laughs> whatsoever, so just read it. Oh, no, this is the one about your genitals. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, is it true Steve has big balls? Okay. Dear Steve and Sean, this is intense. I don't know. I, was, I wasn't really upset by this, but all right, listen up, everybody. This is, this it's so is wild. It goes in so many different directions. Yeah. Yeah, just when you think it's going to zig and zags. Dear Steve and Sean, in the last Stuck in the 80s podcast, Steve asked Sean which Gilligan's Island character he was. Steve says that he was the professor, and Sean came around that he was probably Gilligan. I would like to offer up another character that I think much more closely fits Sean's persona. Sean would definitely be the great pilot, Wrong Way Feldman. <laughs> I don't, I don't I mean, remember. At first I thought this is funny. Like, oh, Wrong Way Feldman. You know, it doesn't stay funny. It gets very intense. Uh, Wrong Way, a World War I fighter pilot, appeared in two episodes of the first season. He got his nickname for always flying the wrong way. <laughs> How about that? And during the war, he bombed his own air base. When discovered on the island, he told the castaways that he survived with matches, magazines, and 64 bottles of scotch. Think of flying as a metaphor for relationships. Sean is obviously continually going the wrong direction. Okay, here we go. Do you have any music to, to backdrop this letter, Spirits? Thank you. In the first episode, Wrong Way appears. It is revealed that he is now afraid to fly. But when he finally gets his courage up, he flies his plane back to Hawaii, but can't remember where the island was where was where the castaways are stranded. Sean, in this scenario, is probably afraid of a true relationship. So when he attempts them, he flies astray. Look at that grin on your face. I, I, don't, I don't know what to say about this. In the second episode that Wrong Way appears in, uh, he returns to the island determined never to leave. In the end, he leaves after the castaways torment him by making him work. Is that also a comment on my work ethic? Um, he leaves only to fly to another island inhabited by native women who dote on his. Um, I guess it dote on him. Like Sean, he doesn't face his obligations. He just moves to another self-centered relationship. Man, Peter Minnetonka. Apologies, this doesn't have an 80s twist to it. No, it just have, it has a dagger to it. Other than Gilligan's Island was continually shown in reruns in the 80s, but you two brought it up and I had to set you straight. And then he tries to pep it up a bit at the end. Been loving the podcast for the past three years. Keep up the good work. Ding. Continually stuck in the 80s. P 80s Peter from Minnetonka. Wow. Like Sean, wrong way Feldman doesn't face his obligations. Now, be, be, I have to ask you, you something honestly here. So relationship I there. have to ask you something honestly here. In all honesty, uh, I honestly God don't remember wrong way Feldman as a character. <laughs> is, is it possible he's making this up? Uh, I don't know. Have, have, have do we do any sort of facts? You know fact what? Checking fact schmacks. This is stuck in the eighties. There you go. We yeah, facts have never gotten in the way before. Um, well, hey, I want to thank Peter from Minnetonka. He actually has given my private life. Some considerable thought. Um, 
I don't know if I'm wrong with Feldman or not. Your your private life has been its own private Gilligan's Island now for <laughs> going on two years. But but I will commend you. You've made the smartest decision of your life uh, recently. You got cable television. <laughs> I did get cable TV. Whether it saves me, I, there is now cable, te- cable TV you, on Gilligan's you. Island. Man does not survive without cable TV. So, Peter from Minnetonka, thank you very much for your concern. Um, I can't promise you that my life will be uh, corrected or much better, but... I can promise lots of great episodes of Stuck in the 80s. Uh, If you, too, have a theory on uh, Sean's uh, relationships, uh, who would Steve be and what's happening? (laughs) Rerun. (laughs) Hey, hey, hey. As always, send your emails to stuckinese at tempbay.com. What's happening, hot stuff? Ah, By the sound of the gong, it must be time for mystery movie moment. Um... You know, last show, I, I chided people over the fact that we really hadn't gotten a lot of uh, responses. I pretty much gave you the name of the movie, and still only three people responded. Why? And this is an amazing movie. It's so movie. cruel. It's so cruel. Uh, here it was. Here's the last show's um, magical clip. Now comes the time for me to tell you. What? It's time for us to go. That's the color purple. I love the color purple. I, I remember seeing it with uh, Mary Daly, and I sobbed. I oh, sobbed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. but at the end, there's like that three pronged ending, you know, all leading up to her seeing her sister again. You know, where there's the, Suge the Avery. Maybe God is trying to tell you something at the end. Oh yeah, where Suge goes from the uh, I forget what they call it, like the jute joint place on the on the water to the church to the church to see your dad, and then the the maybe God is trying to tell you something. Oh my sobbing. And then, and then you see Danny Glover go and uh, take out the letters and and do the right thing and bring the sister back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, then, oh man, you know what kills me? I don't mean to get off on the side. Oprah Winfrey should. Have st- I don't watch her 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 daytime talk show. I just I just that Oprah Winfrey. She had a hell of a career waiting for her in, in acting. Had she oh, stu- she's great. Had man. she stuck in it? I I wish she had stayed in it. You know. The world doesn't need another daytime talk show host. It really doesn't. Well, she's done. Yeah. Got her own network. Oh, yeah. woo. Whatever. Name the we had th- yeah, yeah, yeah. We had three winners. Oh. We had Ken Ward in Tampa, Mr. Shikadance in Panama City, and perhaps when we have a Stuck in the 80s Hall of Fame, he will be the first person inducted into the Stuck in the 80s listener wing Base note. You you say, you're right. Yeah. Would you say base note would be the number no, one listener be. in the Stuck in the 80s be, Hall of Fame? Yeah. yeah. I think he'd, he'd have to be. Base note have to be. Who yeah. else is there? You go know, put it Carol Jansen? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I know she's listening. No, I, I adore her. I'm just kidding. Yeah, base note. Um, you got to put base note in. How about your friend, uh, that Mike in San Antonio? Is he still listening? Oh, yeah, yeah. Mike would be oh, in there. Miguel? Remember, wasn't there Miguel around Miguel for Duarte? Yeah, he would. Did he, d- be, did he dump us? I don't know if he's in the initial class, but he's he's in one of the first. He's in, he's you know, second ballot. He gets in. Yeah. Uh, Brad Williams. Eh, we'll see about Brad. <laughs> maybe Brad's like, maybe he's like third. Yeah, third. Like, it'll take him three years to get see, in. See, he's sort of like the Roger Clemens. He won't get, yeah, he won't get in first ballot. He's <laughs> Brad's not first ballot. Well, we'll sneak him in. The Basically. veterans, you know what? The veterans committee will get Brad in. Eventually. Oh, you know, who, you know who's got to be in there? Oh. Uh, Jeff from Cuba. Oh yeah, yeah. So 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 base note. You know, and Jeff Brad from Cuba. Williams is kind of like a poor man's. He's a Kmart Jeff in Cuba. Oh, that's so mean. <laughs> 
<laughs> he's driving his car off a road right now. Oh, no, he's that. not. That's awful. All the crap he's given me over the years. Oh, well, Jesus. Ba- I'm going with base note, Jeff and Cuba. Pay attention. Here's this week's mystery clip. I don't know what you're up to, but I'm going to tell you it's going to stop right now. If you know it, email us at stuckinews.tempe.com and tune in next millennium to find out if you, too, are a wiener. Uh, the mystical refrain of name that 80s tune. Uh, this time, I will admit, lots of people knew what it was. Um, everyone finally got their mojo working. Are you ready? Here it is. Yeah. Pay attention. Here was last show's mystery clip. That's Super Freak by Rick James. That girl is pretty wild, no. I love it. Oh, well, okay. Can I do the winners now? Yes. God, there's a ton of them, huh? Start reading. Winners include Julie in North Carolina, Hookman in York, PA, Gabriel D. in the LB, Sweet Lou, Tim in Harrisburg, Christine in Philly. We have somebody in Harrisburg? Cool. Christine in Philly who says, Pats and Geno's are overrated and overpriced. My favorite Philly cheesesteak place was always Jim Steaks on South Street. I love regional foods. Jim Steaks on South Street is next time I'm in Philly. Thank you, Christine. Kevin Wench. Kevin Wench, first ballot. First ballot. Um, oh, God. Yeah, Mr. I mean, Hall of Fame. He's probably won more of these than anybody else. Uh, Libby Pelham, Alejandro Cardoso Salis, Rusty Ross from Chicagoland, uh, Angelic from Croatia, Gary and Gilroy, who writes, oh, wait, I'm sorry, I should have built up more, <laughs> G.I.G., who writes, a black Honda passed by me on the freeway today in Morgan Hill, California. The license plate was Jens2NS. Could that be your listener, Jen, the one with two N's? I wanted to catch up and give her the stuck in the 80s hand side. What is the stuck in the 80s hand side? <laughs> Steve, not that. That's just gross. Ew. Why would you do that? You can only do that while I'm wearing a kilt, by yeah. the way. Um, but this girl was a speed demon. I will forever wonder. Cool. There you go. Thank you, G.I.G., Gary and Gilroy. Jen, was that you? Jen, the one with two ends. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> Could be Hardy Jens. I Hardy thought that's where we were going. Like, from, uh, from I actually didn't do any prep, yeah. and I didn't read the notes before our show, Jen, and so I thought I thought it was a Hardy Jens thing. Yeah, it could be Gen Two Ends. There you go. So they're going to Gen Two Ends. Pay attention. Here's this week's uh, mystery clip. If you know it, email us at stuckinies at tempe dot com, and tune in next week, especially if you're Jen with two ends. Just yeah. find out if you're a wiener. Right. Aren't you about the Aren't You Hungry for a Whopper game at Burger King. You can win a Whopper or a Coke, 1000 5000 even a million dollars. There's a one in six chance of winning a prize. Okay, back to the most important reason to come to Burger King, the food. Aren't you hungry? Aren't you hungry? Aren't you hungry You can win a million dollars.
and we're back. And uh, we've got time for uh, just a little bit more talk about Highlander. Specifically, this bizarre news that Highlander is being remade. Uh, I am I am cautiously optimistic. Sure, why not? Because I mean, you know, uh, there's a lot of room for improvement on in the acting and the special effects. Why? I mean, why not? Uh, I mean, Highlander was did have several sequels. It did have um, a TV show, and it's been a long time now. It's a great story. It's just a great sure, great not? story. I'm, too. I'm more great favor, narrative. More in favor of this than I am most. Uh, 80s remakes. So the talk is McLeod would be played by possibly Ryan Reynolds. I think it's a done deal now. Ryan that's an, that's upgrade. You, I know that you're a purist. You're a purist, but I love I, Lambert. It's kind of a weak link in that. Here's the thing: if you're going to remake an 80s movie today, you have to go after a, a name. You can't. You can't just say I'm going to remake uh, Highlander and we're going to cast this somebody who nobody really remembers kind of thing you know i mean green lantern was all but unwatchable with reynolds i liked it no you I didn't swear to, i wouldn't buy it on dvd but it, i liked it I, I didn't like i like ryan reynolds a lot i like ryan reynolds you know a what lot. you don't like green lantern this whole idea that you that, you know your fear facing your fear <laughs> sean daly's never faced uh doesn't like facing fear you could never be the green lantern even though you are the Ryan Reynolds that's stuck in the eighties, <laughs> I you know people tell me I look like Ryan Reynolds sometimes. I'm more like that that the uh, one of the immortals that sits on the <laughs> pole who just nods his head every once in a while. But here you go. I'm going to throw some out. Get ready. Get your brain open. Get it ready. Get it fired up. Okay. Who plays the girl? <sighs> plays the girl. Elizabeth Banks. Really? Mm, I don't know. I just I don't think I just it matters. matters. I just take that character out. Who plays? All right, here's the here's thing. This, we'll yeah, finish, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 we'll finish up the show this way. Who plays Connery? Who plays Juan Ramirez? Man, if they had some balls, they'd bring back Connery to play Connery. Yeah, but he can't pick up a sword anymore. <laughs> Actually, at 82, he can still probably kick ass. Sean Connery's God, who, who would, Okay, so uh, there's Clooney. Yeah, I don't think Clooney's old enough yet. Uh, maybe. I mean, Connery was 56 when he did that, 55. So Clooney's what fifty one yeah, now. Doesn't work. It needs to be. Yeah, it needs to be somebody. It with almost a, needs to be a foreign actor. It almost needs I, to be like a. I'll tell you a what. Gerard Depardieu. I'll tell you what. You know, it'd be a fun pick if you got them all with the long hair. Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt's in his fifties now. If you got them all shaggy and stuff, think about it. I mean, maybe you need somebody with gray hair and, and looks wise and looks like he's been around. But I'm telling you, Pitt could pull that off. You don't yeah. think so? No. I don't want to be Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis could be the Kurgan. <laughs> he's done. He doesn't have he to shave his skull or anything. Yeah, yeah, he could be. He wouldn't do Kurgs, though. Who could be the Kurgan? Who's like a really good. I'm telling you, Bruce Willis. Here's the thing is, here's what I think they'll do. They've got Ryan Reynolds. But here's the thing the Kurgan is so unlikable doesn't matter and so who evil. Else. If Bruce Willis did it, he would want it to be almost like a likable villain like somebody you kind of sort of root for but Bruce Willis is but the villain the in the Kurgan ja- was abhorrent yeah the Kurgan was abhorrent as played by Clancy Brown but but Bring back Clancy Brown yeah I mean uh, Bruce Willis was a was a really good villain in and the Jackal um <laughs> no shout out for the Jackal no shout out for the Jackal that should be a song no shout out for the Jackal <laughs> I can just no, see, no, I just, that's one of Spearsy's top 10 bad pickup lines. Like, hey, Willis is really good. Hey, hey, yeah, I was just thinking. Bruce Willis is really, was really good in the Jackal. <laughs> the Jackal. Oh, man. Spears. Oh, we got to go out Too and Too much? Ch- you know what would be funny? 
<laughs> what we should do is we should record it. And all these bad pickup lines we've had over the years, we should go to a bar and almost do it like a Conan O'Brien or a Letterman skit and try out each one and go up to a girl and say, hey, I'm, I'm Sean, you know, I have a theory about Super <laughs> Tramp. <laughs> uh, I was just thinking, you know, Bruce Willis... It's really good in the jackal. <laughs> what, no shout out for the jackal. <laughs> no shout jackal. That's almost like a Michael Keaton line or something. Like he would say, "Like what? No shout out for the jackal." Oh man! So 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 Highlander the remake comes to, to to theaters. Do we go together? Do we hold hands and oh, and sing? Uh, What's the last movie we saw? Tron. I think the last. Oh, movie- we saw Rock of Ages together. Oh, we did. We were yeah, we were with uh, our, our our others, but yeah, we did. I, every once in a while, I'd look down to see if you were crying. It's crazy crying. Oh, yeah, there he goes. He's got it right there. Don't stop believing. It's just the previews. You think if you would have been at um, the Journey show the other night at the RNC, you would have cried when Don't Stop Believing started playing? I Even cr- though you were surrounded by people that you are politically opposed? Yeah. Um, last time I saw Journey last year in Tampa, I cried when they played Don't Stop Believing. How many other times did you cry? Open arms faithfully cry? No, just that one time. Just the the, the keyboards. And, and when Foreigner played head games. <laughs> <laughs> you and me, baby. <laughs> I miss you, LeGrand. Hey, uh, that's all we have for this week. I hope you enjoyed it. That's all our- we have, Steve. What are you talking about? I got more to talk about. Three hours My long. whole theory about the Kurgan as man's inhumanity to man. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And I thought this was going to be our comeback show. Next week, Outland. No. Yeah, that's the next that's the next one where all right, I'll buy the Blu-ray and we'll I'll we'll watch it at the uh okay. the lair. Fair enough. Fair enough. Spears looks great by the way. I love it. <laughs> okay. I'll give in. I give in. Just give me my mortality. I'm just going to vomit. I'll just want to die <laughs> right show. now. Either give cut off my head, either cut off my head or in this effing <laughs> show now. Uh, Sean Daly and myself, along with the Kurgan, <laughs> Connor McLeod, Russell Nash, and the Spanish peacock known as Sean Connery, we remain here, hopelessly stuck in the 80s. Stuck in the 80s is produced by the St. Petersburg Times and TampaBay.com. Special thanks to Check Battery Daily for the music for the opening credits. Read our blog at tampabay.com slash blogs slash 80s. And don't forget to subscribe to the show at iTunes. Uh, a Scottish swordsman. Swordsman, not swordsman. <laughs> uh, a, Scottish, a Scottish 